set up. All right, so this is a Cheat Notes podcast uh, with your host, Mike, uh, Mike the Motivator, Michael Todd Thomas Jr., Mike Todd, whatever you want to call me, doesn't matter, just don't call me stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I have a special guest here today. Um, just to give you a backstory how we met, which is... <laughs> Crazy it's in itself. Cr- it's really crazy. It really is. So, I was filming a wedding mm-hmm. in South Padre Island, and uh, I had I had gone on a run. I was just filming everywhere besides Texas, pretty. I mean, besides Houston, I was filming in Louisiana, New Orleans, just everywhere, pretty much. And uh, so we out here in South Padre Island, mind you, this is not during spring break, so it's not popping. <laughs> People have to not understand South Padre Island without spring break. Not the spot. It's not the spot. It's a bunch of old people. <laughs> it's a bunch of old people and a bunch of uh it's just it's just not what it is. You know, it's it's straight, but it's like not South Padre it's Island. A, it's a nice beach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's what it is. So pretty much uh after that, so after the wedding, not even after the wedding, but the day before the wedding, this is when I met him. We were just driving. We was like, man, we ain't got nothing else to do right now. You know, uh, we we filmed, uh, we made sure everything is good. So let's just find something to get into. And uh, that was very hard. So we just went down this road, this the, the, the main road, and we just kept driving, thinking we was going to run into something. And then uh, I looked to my left, and there's this farmer's market. And I was like, okay, so this might be something to do. <laughs> wow. I know, right? No, for real, I, I mean... Growing up, I always went to farmers market and like flea markets and stuff. A flea market, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, because you never know what you will find there, and you might get a steal, and you just never know. And I'm a, you know, I'm a creative person, so yeah. you never know what you might find there. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> worst, worst case scenario, we can get something to eat there because I know it's gonna be something to eat there. So I get there, we walk in, I see the only black dude there. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, you see the only black person there, and you like you gotta at least say what's you got. Happening. You got to. That's just that's just standard. That that just how it goes. So etiquette. Yeah, exactly. So I go up there and I see him, and I, I like, and I see he had barbecue sauce, and you know, I'm a designer at heart, so I look at the packaging. Where I look, I'll, I always look at the packaging when I see people that are trying to sell products all the time, and I'm like, man, this stuff look look good but still you like out there hustling it so i'm like i'm not thinking as big as it 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 really was i'm thinking like this dude got a dope product he's probably selling it outside of his trunk which ain't nothing wrong with that because that's that hustle in you you know what i'm saying i I did it we all do it but um lo and behold (laughs) this dude was in all these damn (laughs) (laughs) hebs and he just kept grinding like he kept grinding like what's the saying you keep grinding like you broke right pretty much man i try to treat that thing like don't nobody know about it man. yeah no you for sure that way so with, with pretty much after that i end up going to uh I, I was like man i'm so fascinated with just the product and his and what he had told me at the time i was like man let me just interview you because at the time it's like i had never seen nobody in heb where I had never seen somebody so young doing what he was doing. Okay. And I was like, you know, I always wanted to, like, just, I I'm a, I love history. So I'm, just, I, I'm always documenting things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always documenting things. So uh, I I told him to come by my uh, hotel and let me interview you. And he did that. He trusted, he trusted me and my, men, my mentee. And uh, he came by the hotel and we did it. But uh, it's a... Uh, 
Lamar Jones, everybody, pretty much. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, he, that's what he was trying to get to. <laughs> Just long story you know short. What it is. It's Lamar Jones, man. Man, bro, appreciate you for doing my podcast. No uh, doubt, man. No doubt. Always a pleasure, man. You, I like to give people flowers while they're here. Word. I want, like, you are, you're super inspiring because, bro, like, to do what you're doing in a space where there are not many people like you doing it. Gotcha. In Texas, period, is a big deal to me. Cool, man. What else? You know, hum- humbled and appreciative, man. You know, just trying to be out here and 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 do what we do, man, to the best of, the, of my ability, man. And you know, it just happens to have a great response, man. Some great feedback, man. I can't I can't do any of this without you know the support uh, of my folks down here. For man. sure, for sure. So, I mean, I, we've been we've been together all day because we, we 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 were filming. You were talking to some kids at Yellowstone Academy. Shout out to Yellowstone Academy, man. Yeah, we that, had a great time. That was that dope. Day, that man. was dope. Them kids were just just reciting your stuff verbatim, Word. fast, quickly, and those yeah. those teachers was just astounded by it. So I pretty much have learned your story uh, because we've talked. Like even when we when we were uh, we accidentally ran into each other. In Philly, and we spent all that two hours together just uh, yeah, chopping that, it up. You know what I'm true. saying? That was yeah. the crazy. That's when we realized we had to work together. Got to man. <laughs> it's like stuff like that, that don't just happen. That dude. just don't happen. You don't just yeah. get on a flight and you you know met him once and you see him again in Philly. Philly, all places. Of all places. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. of all places. And we was like, we you know we got time now, so let's just chop it up. And we was like, yeah. bro, we got to work. Yeah. We we got to work together because it's just it's just fate by now. Yeah. So, please, I want to know. I, I mean, I guess my audience, my audience definitely want to know a little bit of background on you because I know you told to students there, but in, I know it's in a book that you you know you got a children's book out about it as well. But Word. just give us a, 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 I guess a synopsis of you know who you are and where you come from. Tell you what, man, you know, I'll I give you the the short version and you then definitely chime in with any, you know, questions, man, that you think they might want to know. Uh, originally from Camden, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Grew up down in South Florida, Hollywood and Miami. Uh, little Haiti, Miami to be exact. Uh, I grew up around a lot of good food. I grew up around uh, a lot of great cooking, a lot of women that can cook. And actually, man, I want to, uh, shout out my my God my God I didn't let you know this but my godmother passed away uh, this week oh, right man, for real? Uh, so they had the funeral today I couldn't be at the funeral I couldn't get a flight uh, to go in on Friday uh, but you know with all that being said she's one of the people that influenced my 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 palate and, and and understanding what great food was early early age never went to her house once where it wasn't food mm-hmm. and and you know what I mean so I grew up around it. Um, I know she would be happy with everything that's going on because she always encouraged me to, you know, kind of do my best and reach out there and and, and just do that and do whatever that is. But uh, so growing up around that, I and her name is Sharon Whites, by the way, uh, growing up around that, let me know at an early age, do like what I like to eat, what tastes good, what wasn't good. So when I get to South Texas, great Mexican restaurants and, and Whataburger. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. those are your options. Now, don't get me wrong, dude. I love a good, I love a good Mexican restaurant, and 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 I put on. I want to say, man, when I got here, that first year and a half, two years, I probably put on fifty pounds, dude. 
Well, you see, I'm telling you, what man, me and what man, me and Whataburger, we was like like buddies, dude. Like I was there at least two, two, three times a week, dude, a, a, a day sometimes, man, for about a couple weeks, two or three weeks straight. I'm eating straight Whataburger in Mexican restaurants. Yeah, that's a bad combination. It's a horrible combination. It's good though. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty good. sure it is. But that's bad. Yeah. So 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 doing that, man, and then I would I would buy barbecue sauce, and I always had to put something in it. I don't care what it was. Whatever I bought off the shelf, I had to put something in it. And then I, if if you like me, you get a barbecue sauce and you take it home, and you you try it for the first time. Once you get it home, and it's and you don't know what you're gonna get in the bottle. So enough of those experiences. I was like, okay, well, I gotta put something in it. I didn't start, I wasn't even thinking about a barbecue sauce business when I started this thing. It was, I'm doing it for me. I don't care if anybody like it. I love it. If you like it, that's great. If not, more for me. But you get enough feedback from people saying, hey, man, this is this is pretty good. What you doing with it? So that made me start at uh-huh. least thinking about it. Yeah. Never even thought about, you know, really running a business aside from being like an independent musician, selling CDs out the trunk. So barbecue sauce, barbecue sauce business was so beyond anything I had ever, you know, thought about running your own business. You know, you you, you talk yourself out of, mm-hmm. ah, man, how am I going to compete with these big yeah. barbecue sauce businesses? Like, how am I going to do that? I don't have, I have nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking in my kitchen on the stove, dude, 24 bottles at a time. So I, I, I really didn't know how I was going to get that done. I didn't know how I was going to accomplish that. Uh, H-E-B comes around you know shout out to heb definitely man they do that contest every year primo pick contest top 25 uh, products in the state i don't make it into the first uh contest it wasn't until the next year that i actually made into the contest but even when i got into the contest i didn't win anything they had grand prize first second and third didn't win anything but not even a week later, I get the phone call. Hey, we definitely want to put you in the stores. We want to do business. They started me out of like 169 stores out the gate, dude. So big deal uh, for me. I, I think, you know, going back before H-E-B, there was a situation where I ended up winning a grant, you know, with one of the cities down there, the city of McAllen, the chamber. They did redo your branding, correct? Well, they didn't redo the branding, but that $10,000 allowed me to, you know, I had the money to do to, it. To do it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that money allowed you to redo the branding, correct? Definitely, and man. Can you exp- see? This is why I want people to understand, because I've dealt with a lot of people. I've I've dealt with a lot of companies. Mm. Like my first restaurant that I had when I when I first started my agency, <clears throat> we we was trying to rebrand it. Okay. And the name, I'm not gonna say the name because it, it no longer exists because okay. he didn't want to listen to me. Okay. But I had two restaurants at the time. They were like. A part of my first uh, roster. Okay. And uh, I kept on telling him the importance of branding. Yeah. And brand identity. Because mm-hmm. that's what you, you know, brand identity, which is, you know, the colors, the, the logo, the marks, the, the fonts you use, uh, the labels, all of that. And, uh, you know, I saw the picture beforehand. <laughs> Of your brand, hey, bro! Uh, don't be laughing at that, bro. <laughs> I'm saying, I just, That's what I could do I, at the time. Bro. I get it, I get it, but that really, that that I can't help but to think that that has something to do with them not accepting. Well, you know, it's it's a good possibility. You, you know, know what I'm saying? But you, it ta- it takes somebody that under 
it takes a smart person to understand that, man, that might be something that I need to improve. There are so many mom and pop stores, so many mom and pop brands that don't want to take that that time or invest in great brand identity. Yeah. And you did that. And that's extremely important. How important, how to just, just based off your, your circumstances and your experience, how important do you think that was uh, that impact that it, it made on uh, the success of your brand? So, so I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, I, I have a, I have a little background in branding only because of my, my music background. So as a in, independent artist, my thing was like my music was all not what everybody else was doing. That was my brand. So I was the my other thing was at the time I started doing music, I had like, like cornrows and gold teeth, but I would get on the stage and I would sing. You know what I'm saying? So that was my brand, mm-hmm. and I that that was a a big part of the shock factor and people saying, oh okay. You know he he got We're something. About to get tricked, daddy. Let's, 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 let's they see what they, they they definitely get tricked, daddy. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> come out, Gerald uh, Levert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so yeah, man. So that worked to my advantage. So yeah. when I when I when I when I thought about the barbecue sauce thing, in order for me to even think about taking it seriously, I had to understand that okay, for one, you only get one shot at the first impression. Yeah, we're talking that now. I'm not selling it to my friends now. Now we're talking about trying to deal with a, a, a giant like HEB and, mm-hmm. and the masses. So when you only have that one shot, okay, I need to look like something. Even if it don't taste great, it needs to look like something for people to even look at it and say, okay, well let me let me try it out at least. No facts, because uh, people have to understand when you go to that when you when you shopping and you go to those aisles. Yeah. There's a bunch of sauces. That's, there's a bunch of stuff on there. A bunch of ladies so, looking at you. I mean, you got to be appealing. That's the reason why I even designed my book cover in, in, in uh, yellow and red. Yeah. And I put the fist with the paintbrush on there because I wanted to pop out. I you know what's crazy? One of the kids that they asked me, why did you choose those colors? Red, yeah. black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Why? And I'm like, wow, that's a great question. That's a fourth grader, dude. So, so even they're paying attention. They're paying to, attention. You know, it's visual. Very, very, like I, one of the things of being a designer and well, being a designer and a strategist as well is like is understanding what color does to people exactly and how it makes people feel. Yeah. And these colors, like blue, means safe a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, green, everybody thinks it's natural, healthy, healthy, yeah. organic, uh-huh. yellow, happy, <laughs> yeah. red, serious, bold, yeah. you know, things like that. And I think people have to understand that uh, if you don't know those type of things, you need to get with somebody that does know those type of things so they can create you a dope brand identity. And, you know, the people that all my clients understand that or try to understand it, and I try to get them to understand that type of stuff. So... With that being said, so you got a good brand now. You mm-hmm. you got a, you dope with it. I mean, it looks nice. It stands out. The mm-hmm. Jank, which is a dope name, I think. Uh, that came. That definitely came before the packaging. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. The name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And what's the name? Where'd you get the name so from? So the Jank. You know when you say it, you gotta say it with <laughs> some jank. with some respect on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so the Jank is is actually a term me and a really good friend of mine, man, my brother Cam. Um, whenever we was trying to describe something that was just so so dope and we didn't have a word to describe it it was the jank yeah so so everything you know we a lot of time we would be eating at this chinese spot and they had these these banging uh teriyaki chicken uh you know shish kebabs if yeah. you will you know what i'm saying and we like yeah. oh but he's but it's here the jank you know what i'm saying anything 
great, awesome, fantastic. And when you just can't figure out a word, it's the jank. So when I made the sauce, I'm like, oh, okay, no brainer. I know what I'm going to call it. That, that, and to be honest, I hadn't really heard it except for when we used it yeah. at the time. Uh, but the jank was, you just, it, it just stuck. That's what it was going to be. So from that, then it was months of looking at some of the big brands, especially in the food industry. Yeah. What did their logos look like? What colors are they using? Why do those colors stand out? Why does this logo stand out? Why is this, this restaurant, you know, having such a, you know, why is it so huge? You know, why, why, do, why do you remember those logos? You know what I'm saying? Why do you why do you remember those logos? Why do they stay in your mind? And it's like, okay, so what am I gonna do that's gonna have a, a, a logo in the brand that, that people can look at and it's easy to remember? The name is easy to say. When you see it, you recognize it right away. There's yeah. no if ands or buts about it. Oh, that's oh, that's the jank. You know what I'm saying? So the, all of those things, and you talk about months of, of of doing stuff like that before we came up, me and my buddy Sean actually, he helped me a lot with the branding in the beginning. Just what is that thing going to be? What's going to catch people? No, on the I, I, I really like it. I really like what you're doing, like, f as far as, like, the the uh, the, the the book, mm -hmm. the um, the visiting schools, okay. all of that, man. I feel like, and I, I told you this, like, I think that's that, that helps with your brand because your brand is a family brand and it brings people together. And... Um, that that just dope to me. That's really dope because I don't see nobody doing that. I don't see Stubbs, you know. I'm gonna probably bleep that out because I want to get the <laughs> promo. But I don't see them doing it. I don't see anybody else doing that. Yeah. And uh, and I think that one that's gonna be one of your strong suits. And I always tell people to make their brand personable. Yeah. And yeah. like it has to be able to. I don't know. I don't care what product you sell or what service you do. Mm. You got to be able to connect with people. Definitely. Man. Right now, especially in 2019, we're not just, people are not just, uh, people want to know what their brand is connected to, Definitely. what their brand stands for, what their product stands for. People want to see transparency in their companies uh, out of the out of the products that they, uh, that they um, consume. They want to see all of that, man. And I think you're doing a really great job. Uh, doing that, appreciate it, and man. showing and showing people that this is uh this is what Jank stands for. So I'll tell you what else. You know, with all of that being said, it's never it's never been about the money for me, man. From from the beginning, of course you want to get in, you want to make a ton of money, but being realistic, you know you're not going to make a bunch of money right out the gate unless mm -hmm. you got something that's just you know, yeah, not a food product, but like something that's just going to be like that that miracle that that. You but you but you're playing in longevity. I'm playing the longevity card. You're, you're playing in longevity, and I know that for a fact because you know, I mean, every all these products, none of them started out booming out the gate. You no. know, McDonald's didn't start booming out the gate. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's didn't start booming out the gate. You know, uh, Earl Campbell's sausage didn't start booming yeah. out the gate. Even yeah. if they even had a famous spokesperson. Yeah. My whole thing is. I know the game you're playing because I'm playing it too. Word. You know what I'm saying? You're playing a longevity game, and it ain't about the money in the yeah. beginning. And I think people have to understand that. Like uh, well, like I was saying earlier, like I did so much stuff for free Oh yeah. in the beginning mm -hmm. for like four years straight. I used yeah. to beg mm -hmm. rap artists to let to me shoot their music video, bro, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and design their covers. That's crazy. And sometimes they didn't – sometimes, I mean – 
they didn't go with it. Yeah. But yeah. I used to want to, I mean, I wanted to just perfect my craft so bad and I wanted to get out there so bad. I did that. Yeah. I mean, I had friends that were rappers. Um, shout out to RG. He was one of the, you know, I always supported. What you say that rap name was again, man? I'm not telling you my rap name yet. <laughs> I, I tell you off that. But anyway, so I mean, like, so I, I definitely, and, and I used to practice on myself, man. I used to have the dopest rap covers after, out of everybody. Everybody was like, man, your shit look legit, man. Your yeah. stuff look legit. I was like, look, bro, I'm a designer first. Word, 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 word. So I was like, I'm a designer first, so of course my stuff going to look legit. But I, it's important though That stuff is important That you know You not do it for the money Because if you gonna do it For the money You really gonna You're not gonna make no money And I just heard that Off another podcast But yeah. that's the truth That's the truth and, and I'm gonna tell you what You know one of the things That stood out with, with you When we had that Initial conversation At the farmer's market Me and you started Talking a lot about you know, other other black creatives, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. People trying to do things outside of the box and things yeah. like that. So when you talk about being, a, a you know, a, a, a underrepresented in all of the markets, because yeah. we talked about that all a lot it. too. All of it. You talk about the book and everything. So so the book, uh, you know, The Adventures of Sir Jankster, like that, that book for me is my way of being able to do what we did today, going yeah. back and speaking to yeah. those kids, mm -hmm. showing them that, you know what, it's very possible. Extremely you know possible. What I'm saying? It's, it's not this this unattainable goal that you you can't reach if you put your, you, you put the work in and, and, and stay, you know, consistent with it, man, and, and just have that resilience, man, being able to bounce back. Because a lot of the kids we did, I'm quite sure every kid in that, in that library today came from, you know, a, a, a poor family or, or some situation. Yeah, or they're to know somebody. They not they not disconnected from it. They pretty much either the, either they people have to understand even even the people in the even the black people in the suburbs. Exactly. They connected to it. My uncle lives so in the suburbs, but guess what? His nephew, me, his yeah. his sister, my mom were were very much in poverty. With, you know, so you're very connected to it. to it. So like, it's very few of us that have generations where the whole family is just well off. Exactly. It's very few. So even if they wouldn't come from come from that i'm pretty sure they have some type of connection to that and can understand it definitely so that's that you know that that's why what you do what i do is is very you know important to me that's why i'm passionate about it because i think back when i was that age how many people like me came in and, and spoke to me about anything that they were doing no nah, i said i i said again i keep on saying it i did not meet my first black graphic designer <laughs> until i became one it's crazy and it doesn't make any sense and i'm yeah. from i'm from texas county texas and i i i definitely know there are some black graphic designers from there yeah. i just don't know who they are yeah they never came to my school i yeah. didn't even know the profession existed yeah i didn't know film exist i didn't know none of this stuff existed i just knew when i i knew when i went to college i was gonna do marketing okay i just knew that because that just I think that just matched my personality business right. and marketing just matched my personality and I was always doing business because I was always hustling in school yeah. and, and and but I didn't I didn't know that and yeah. you need to see that Don't, you gotta see it you gotta see you it. win if one of those kids become a chef if or they, or, if or, they, or if they, they start they a business anything and come out of that thing on, on you time. you win because you yeah. inspired that and I tell people yeah. all the time like if I get one person, yeah. and I've already got two, but if I get, and I, I, my whole goal was to get, my whole goal is to create jobs for creatives of yeah. color. 
and I've gotten two people jobs already, Word. which is a good thing. That's and I've I, and I've outsourced work to so many other creators of color. So, and right now, it's only going to get better for me, you yeah. know, because that's what I that's my success. That's how I measure success. I don't yeah. measure it off of money or anything like that. Definitely, but that's important. So, one of the things I talk about in my book is practicality, and I said I stated in the beginning of my book, I'm like, look, you come here for inspiration yeah. and all that stuff. This is the wrong book for this you. This ain't to read for you. Yeah, it's like this. It's like as much as I was like, if you need inspiration and you need, you just need to look outside. Yeah, go to the news, look at your surroundings, look how you're living, and that should be enough inspiration uh-huh. for you. I'm simply about practicality, so my mm-hmm. book is not that long. Yeah, it's a quick read because of reason because mm-hmm. it doesn't need a lot of I don't it's not a lot of fluff in it. Yeah, it's really yeah. straight to the point. It's just like this is exactly what I did. Now this might yeah. work for you. And it it might, might, not. it might, it might not. But this is what I did. And if yeah. you do it like I did it, and it works for you, hats off to you. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, try another route. But I'm about practicality because yeah. I never needed inspiration. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. I, I I I was born with it. Okay. I I was born with. And I and I was talking to my homegirl last night, uh, Jasmine. I was like, Jasmine. I was like, I don't know why uh, I went left instead of right. Instead of right, I don't know why when everybody was in the streets selling yeah. and doing all all kinds of stuff that I didn't do that. I don't know why I wasn't pulling kick doughs with my brothers. I don't know why, and, and I'm you te- wanted something different. You, you. But how? My thing is, can you explain? Can you explain this? Because if you can explain this to me, then you, I don't have to write this book. Uh, but if you can explain to me how in the hell somebody that's in second grade, uh-huh. just just ups and say, I don't want to live like this no more. Easy, easy. Like, and and no, but they, they, they get this. Yo, you have others. You might have other friends, or other siblings, or whoever uh-huh. raised the same way, and they don't. Yeah, because and 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 I'm very similar in that fact. Yeah, no, you I'm have the black sheep. Why. I call it the black sheep gene. You have it too, but yeah. I want to know how in the hell does that happen? Well, even as a, when you're when you're two, you're old enough to understand. No, for right, sure, you understand right and wrong. Yeah, this ain't right. I don't want to live like this. But what? what but. What about the other ones? You let's say four people in the same uh-huh. household. This happens a lot. Four people in the same household raised the same, right? Me and my brothers and sisters, and I love them. I love them dearly. Uh-huh. But you know, they're just you know, you know, it is what it is. Uh-huh. But four people, and it, uh-huh. and it's not because all my siblings they pretty much hustlers. Okay, you know, and they get they 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 go out there and do do what they do. But we all I, I literally went a totally different path from them and i'm trying to figure out how the hell does that happen when you're all raised the same obviously you're different i know that for a fact but why does being in the hood affect me in that way and it doesn't affect them in that way well it's the it's the same thing like we will no no two people are the same and and yeah. again, it was even though you were only two, there was a choice you had to make. No, for sure, for sure. When I was a kid, I saw you know I saw my mother on drugs. I saw my mother you know at yeah. her at her lowest point. I didn't meet my dad till I was twenty four. My biological father. I had a verbally abusive grandfather. Yeah. I had I seen domestic violence in the house. I seen that as a kid. So I already know. Okay, I, this ain't how I want to live when I grow up. 
at and that's it. Very nothing, very young age, very, right? Very basic, very yeah. simple. I don't want to live like this. It's simple. So as you I get older, yep. you get you older. start making up. You as you get older, you just make from then from that day on, you just make decisions based on not that. I don't want to do yeah, that. I don't want to do that. And that's exactly what happened to me when yeah. I in second grade, bro. I remember like it was yesterday. I was walking. It was cold. And we stayed in this house that was just raggedy as hell. It is what it, you know, we stayed in this raggedy ass house. And I'm sitting out, and my mama hadn't got off work yet. And it's cold outside. And I'm like, damn, man, I just don't want to live like this. Yeah. And I said that in second grade. And from that, from that day on, bro, you know, people where I'm from, you know, I, now I apply. I applied the place. I applied the neighborhood I'm from because nobody ever made me feel different from just going the other way. You know, exactly. you know, I never got clowns for like saying nobody ever said I was a square or anything like that because I held my own when I had to. But I never that never that never exactly that never was my neighborhood. My yeah. neighborhood, you know, Grandview was never about that. It was like, you know, Micah Hustler. He do, he going to do what he got to do, but exactly. he ain't going to be in the streets like that. My older brother was. And, you know, he and I, I did look at him and I did see like, damn, I don't want that. This dude yeah. always in and out of juvie. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't want to live like that. We always, and he always joke about it now. Like, you know, yeah. you know, like he'd be like, you know, I'm the reason why he ain't turned up wrong. Cause I did. All yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I did, cause it did all wrong. But my brother, you know, he was solid when it comes to just being, you know, you know, he was a knucklehead, but he's he. You can kind of see a method to the madness sometimes. Yeah. But I always, I always just admired that he he was a, a he was a hustler. And that's for sure. I tell you what, though, it's it's, it's survival too, man. You know, I, I it's survival because yeah. even that you know growing up in my neighborhood. Yes, you you know you're not getting into everything, and you might not be getting picked. I'm I'm gonna say for me, you not, you probably not getting picked on as much. Yeah, because you learn how to you know no, you have, fight. You exactly, what you, 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 you can't what you, you, you can't you avoid that. You're you gonna fight. To. You're gonna have to fight where you and you know what yeah, that just comes with the territory. And no if, matter who you are, and if you can't fight, you learn some different yeah, routes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. To, to school and from school. Yeah. So like all of those uh, adaptive survival skills that you pick up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying in the hood, but but the the key thing was you already knew I don't want to live like this. No, fact. So what decision do I have to make that's gonna help me not live like this? I, I always tell, I always say this. There are two, two there are two types of people in the hood. Uh huh. Ones that don't know they're in the hood, uh-huh. <laughs> and the ones that do know they're in the hood. The ones that don't know they're in the hood, they think that the riffraff, the chaos that comes with it, they think that's normal. That's normal, yeah. They think that that's the rest of the world. Yeah. They think the rest of the world lives just like yeah. them, so it's normal. And the one that, that that do know it's in the hood, do know they live in the hood, is the they like, this is the hood. I'm, I'm gonna tell <laughs> I'm you what. To I'm gonna tell you what helped me get out of that. The the one thing that was a a blessing, dude. Every summer, we would go to New Jersey. Mine was Houston. We, we would drive. Yeah, to New you went Jersey, away. You went up away the, up the East Coast. Yeah. Yep. So I got to see. You got to see e- other. Yeah. Even if I didn't get a chance to really hang out in yeah. these states and this, mm-hmm. I got you to got see. To see other, sports did that for me. That's the reason why I always play football and yeah. powerlifting. Yeah. I got to travel to different places yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But always going back to Houston every summer to live with my uncle and my yeah. cousin. Uh, that that showed me like Something you know different out there. I was like, dang, he he living in the suburbs. He yeah. people out here, people growing fruit in their backyard yeah. and stuff. I'm like, so that exposure. That's another thing. Exposure, exposure is a big deal when it comes to kids dreaming and people just thinking outside of the box yep. and wanting more. 
Like I was and like driving the other day, I was talking to my brother in law. I'm like, you know, you probably haven't been exposed to enough to understand what you're trying to do. Exactly. You know, and uh and because with me, I mean, I always been in art, you know, but So Mike, man, let me ask you a question then. Yeah. Like what what is that, you know, like you say, you had it at two. You already knew what it was. Well, it was second grade, second, second grade. Second grade. You you had that. What do you what do you say to the to the to the kid that that doesn't have that? You know what I'm saying, and they're trying to figure out, you know, how to how to get out of that situation. My, my this it, it's kind of like this. I've met so many kids and so many people, you know, that are in in it deep. Mm-hmm. That this they're just engulfed in it. This is the only way that this is the only life that they know. Mm-hmm. My whole thing was there was this family called the Rockwells, and and they stayed across the street mm-hmm. from me. And then not cross the street, cross the train tracks for me. Mm-hmm. And I looked up to damn near everybody in that family. My best friend is from that family. Okay. And his little brother who died a couple of years ago, who's another best friend of mine, okay. was in that family. And they all went to college. And, and I, I, they, they all respected this one woman mm-hmm. called Mother. And they respected her so much. Mm-hmm. Like her word was almost law. And it wasn't a bad thing. She wasn't a dictator or anything like that. But I'm saying this because... That was my exposure. Mm-hmm. It was across yeah. the street. It was across the train tracks. Word. My exposure was also talking to older people. Mm-hmm. I hung around so many older people, and they respected me, and I respected them. Mm-hmm. And and I'm saying this because sometimes you might not have that uncle that stays in Houston, yeah. or sometimes you might not be good in sports. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might not be... Uh, you you might not know nobody. You might you it might just be you and your mama yeah. living in the hood, and you ain't got no friends, and you don't know nobody. But yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some old people around that's been somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure if you make friends with people that you don't like, Courtney, my my best friend Courtney is is quiet as hell, bro. Yeah. And I talk all the damn time. <laughs> like people will be like, "How are y'all friends?" Yeah, my my best my other best friend Bernard, you know, yeah. dude is a thug. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Hard as they come. And people are like, how are you friends? Yeah. And it's because I've never been afraid to talk to people that were different from me. Yeah. Because when I didn't, when I wasn't able to go places, mm-hmm. when I wasn't able to meet new people or get exposed to new things, mm-hmm. I just talked to the people around me yeah. that were different. Yeah. I, you know, like when I, that's, I mean, that's the best, that's the best way to do it. You know, yeah. befriend somebody when, when kids are around you, you like that, that dude that's a knucklehead need to befriend a white person yeah. in your school. You need yeah. to befriend a Hispanic person in your school yeah. that from a, they can they can barely speak English. Befriend them because yeah. at the end of the day, you hard and you you all this because you hang around the same dudes that's all it. the time and they that's get in the same stuff all the time. Yeah. And when when I, when I met Courtney in fifth grade, like I like it was the first time I. You know, before I knew black excellence was, I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, because their family was so strong and tight-knitted. Yeah. And they went through their differences, of course, and when they, they weren't perfect or nothing. But the thing is, it's just like the amount of, the, just the, the, the principles of the yeah. family. Yeah. And, my, and, and I love my family to death, but we didn't have that. Didn't have that structure. So no, I had a family. We didn't have that. I had a family that lived down the street from me. I lived in the cul-de-sac on mm-hmm. on the block in Little yeah. Haiti, and family down the street. My best friend, a dude named Mark, 
his grand his grandmother and grandfather always had me over for dinner. Mm-hmm. They never had to ask me twice. They were from Belize. Mm-hmm. So they wasn't even American, you know what I mean? Yeah. From another country. You see? And I, I hung out. I, I, when I tell you I was at their house. Uh, every day, where, huh? Where my grandma used to be like, stop going to them people's house. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm That's how I was over Courtney you know M's house. Like, we're like that forever, bro. And he'd come up my house, but I was always going over his house. Yeah. And because, you know, people thought, you know, like, I mean, I, I had, I'm... My family tough. Yeah, they they tough. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. And it, 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 it didn't start with my my. It didn't start with my brother. It started a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I hung around people, different people. Yeah. I never let people put myself in the boxes just because I'm from the hood. Don't mean I need to hang around with everybody in the hood. Yeah. I just because. I mean, I did everything. I was in art, but you know, another thing was, bro, is self esteem is important to these students. Is like, well, just to people in general that's in the hood and the, and the creatives that in the hood. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta find something that you're good at. And I was telling the student at my book signing a, a week ago, like, you gotta find what you're good at. You have to do because that right there, when people are talking about you, yeah. when people are talking, to, you know, I mean, I've been chubby all my life. You know what I'm saying? So when people talking, when people bashing those fat jokes, yeah. you know, you take that, you know, learn how to talk about them back, but then understand this, understand you're talented and rest your, rest your, your, well, not your ego, but rest your self-esteem on your talent. And when I say, when I, what I mean by that is like, everybody's not, everybody's good at something. Yeah. Some people don't know it yet. Yeah. So when you don't know it yet, when you're good at something, you don't, you don't think... If you don't know you're good at something and then you're getting talked about all the time, it's gonna it, it makes it seem like you have no worth. Yeah. So if you know you're good at something, especially when you're young, when you're older and people talk about you, you don't even care because it's like, Never. bro, I've been, I, <laughs> this, I'm too old to care about what you think about me. But <laughs> when you're young, the goal is to find out what you're good at yeah. at first because athletes do this all the time. Yeah. Athletes are good at, they're good. Yeah. But a lot of them ugly. Yeah, and they still get talked about. But you know what? It could be the ugliest dude in the world. That, but that, that, boy can tote that, that rock. That boy can tote that rock. My thing was, I, and the same thing. I was, I was a chubby kid, dude. So like in my hood, like I had to, I had to be better or just as good as everybody else. Yeah. So I had to work a little harder. Yeah. You, I was, I was chubby, but I, 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 I get with you on that yeah. basketball facts, court. Facts, you know what I'm saying? Facts. So, so just, <laughs> I remember even when I, when I got older, dude, and I moved to, uh, so when we moved, I moved to Hollywood, Florida, I think my, my 10th grade year of high school. Mm-hmm. So now I get to this, this new high school and I don't know anybody. My, my homeboy Cam, I was just telling you about the jank. This is my brother, dude. One of the first people I became friends with. And we started being friends because he was talking trash because I was whooping somebody on the basketball court. <laughs> he like, you know, oh, who this cat is, you know what I mean? What he doing on here, man? Let me show let me show him something. That's how we that's how we yeah. started talking. Yeah. But it was on that, and that was just because when I was a I had to be a little better than everybody else. I had mm-hmm. to work a little harder. And it's just, you know, if you don't have it or you feel like you don't have it, you're gonna have to work at it a little harder. People told me I couldn't sing at all. You know but, what I'm saying? When I, you know, and I heard earlier, but you can blow. Appreciate you, man. But, 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 and, and to be honest with, to be keep it 100. When I look back at some of the tapes when I was singing, younger dude, I couldn't sing, bro. Mm-hmm. But you learn it. You you, you, you live, you, you learn. You yeah. you learn it. You know what I'm saying? You you figure out this is what I want to do, and I and I practiced a lot, man. Yeah. I, I I I listened to myself and I practiced a lot. So we we got the inspiration out the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> we know we come from the same cloth, obviously. Yeah. And that's the reason why we, you know, we started working together. I want to know why did when you lost the second time, uh-huh. what made them choose you to choose to put you in the store anyway? I think it had everything to do with the branding and the full package. And I, and obviously the, the product. So so you go into a place like that, you you dealing with H E B, you're dealing with somebody that's tried a hundred thousand barbecue sauces over the years. Mm-hmm. And obviously when they tasted it, if you could have been in that room, dude, and seen the feedback and how when I walked out of that dude, I, I really thought to myself, there's no way I didn't win something. Just from the feedback mm-hmm. and being out there and not hearing the same type of stuff going on when other people were in the room. So I'm like, I we had I, I had to win something. I think it had everything to do with that the product hadn't been proven yet. And I was selling only a hundred, a few hundred bottles a month at the time I got into H E B. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But they couldn't deny what that packaging looked like. Because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, moonshine bottle, fancy, you know what I'm saying? Handle on it. Label looking nice, you know, logos on point, colors on point. I'm going in there singing the jingle. You know, I'm dressed full, full. Yeah, you got the whole, you you got you got the whole package. You know what I'm saying? You ready. Top, top hat. You ready. Top hat, white tuxedo, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you, you can't deny yeah. that when you when I walked in the room, it was like, okay, what is this cat selling? Yeah. And then you taste the product and know it's, it's good. Oh, but what your numbers look like? Ah, Okay. Yeah. We gonna we gonna have to take a chance on it. I'm quite sure that's what it was, man. But because so so you had you you was you were, you you pretty much was ready. It's just that you you didn't have the exposure, and so they didn't want to take a chance on you yet. So and obviously when you left the room and and after that day, yeah. they probably like, man, this this product is really good and it's yeah. already ready. It's ready for. We don't have to do any tweaking. It's already ready for the shelves. So obviously. I think you just were ready. So my my thing is dealing with manufacturers uh-huh. and packaging people. Mm-hmm. What are the five things that you? What are the five things that people should know if they got a product that they want to uh, that has to go to the that has to be shipped out to the masses? What are the five main things that they need to know to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes you made? Know your numbers from the beginning. Know your numbers. I did go in knowing what my, you know, my food cost was. I had a pretty good idea of what all of that, like I knew that stuff going in. Also, don't be willing to compromise on what your product is or what that thing is because there's a reason why, for me, H-E-B said to me, make sure you don't compromise that recipe. Make sure you don't change that. Yeah. Because a lot of time when you scale up, that's kind of what happens. They either yeah, try to fact. substitute things and you lose earlier, a lot yeah. of the quality mm-hmm. that you started out with. So I would say definitely be be willing to walk away, man. They talk about, uh, I think I heard Jay-Z or somebody say something about that, like being able to get up from a table and walk away. Yeah, it looked real good. You know what I'm saying? It's a great opportunity. But if I have to compromise what I put my name on and what I built this thing on, then then am I really, you know, doing yeah. it for the right reason? Nah, is it, is nah. it worth it? Uh, I would say that that would be one of the things. Uh, something else is know how to t- talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Know how to build those relationships because they can come in. Uh, we we had uh, one example was where I, I, I bought some some labels went through the process of, hey, you know, you know, will these work? 
are these going to be okay? It was like a vinyl label that we wanted it to look like a like the bottle was screen printed. Mm-hmm. So we went with vinyl labels. They they say yes, okay, this is what we can do. We can print them. Couple months in, we can't use these labels now. I'm getting a lot of creases in the labels. That ain't gonna be good for business. I can't have them on the shelf looking like that. So now we have to figure out, okay, what's the next move? Couple different things could have went, you know, left on that. You know, I could have mm-hmm. blew a gasket. Oh, okay, you know, now I'm, I'm tripping. <laughs> the hood come out, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, he said the hood come out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, whatever. You could be in that yeah. situation and not know how to deal with that. Yeah. So as opposed to saying, okay, this is what the situation is. This is the problem. Okay, how do we deal with it? How do we fix it? Because there's nothing else we can do about it. We got to get it fixed. And, and again, not being, not compromising on what you want your brand what you want that thing to look like when people see it for the so first time. So what are, I guess, what are the startup costs to even do do something like start a, a barbecue sauce or what are what are some of the startup costs that you you incurred? So so really for me starting costs, the only thing that I spent a lot of money on initially uh, before packaging and things like that was just spending the, the time and the money on making the product. Like going and buying the stuff and and really spending that time, you know, I I think the time was my most valuable, uh, I guess investment in the beginning because I spent a lot of time in the kitchen, dude, and that was one of those things. I say the 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 labeling getting put together, winning that ten thousand dollars, like I won that ten thousand dollars, that was gone. I think I spent that in a few months. You know, just getting everything together, labels, bottles, you know, different stuff, you know, some advertisements, different things just to get it, you know, get it moving. And you won and you won that ten thousand dollars from what? City of McAllen, Chamber of Commerce in McAllen. They had an innovate you said they had an innovation competition. Innovation or grant. Innovation yeah. grant is what they had. So you, you gotta submit your your uh, your business plan and they will look at your business plan. If it, they felt it was something that had a chance, they you had to present. You had about a twenty minute presentation. So I end up getting, and actually that was that was probably about the third time I had applied for that. Mm. So that wasn't the, when I won it. I had already applied a few different. Oh, okay, yeah. It's yearly. So again, it was a constant. Yeah, they telling me no. Okay, so what do I have to go back and and and, and fix? What do yeah. I have to uh, make better in order mm-hmm. to make this thing make sense? So doing that, and then you know just all of the things that you have to do, getting FDA approval, you know things like that, uh, getting your food lab tested, knowing what your nutritional panel is. Uh, how do y'all ingredients. count calories? How do y'all know how many calories in there? Well, that that's what they have <laughs> food labs for. So that I think I was on, I was watching it on YouTube. They they have like a machine, right? For well, so to be honest with you, they have all right. So, so I'm not actually counting the calories. You can you can look at you know anything and see what the calorie. You know what you're using yeah. in your product. So I have an idea. You can plug different things in. You can they have little programs, different things you can do. But you really send that stuff off to a food lab. Mm-hmm. So you send it off to a food lab, and they do all the work. Yeah. They have all that, and then they send you that stuff. All back the information, and you, and so you, you put, have it. Put it on your packaging. Exactly, because you got to have that. In order to be retail ready, you got to have that ready. Consumer needs to know what's being and out there. They're not going to put it did on you, the Did you pay for that yourself for the food lab? Yeah, all of that that $10,000, you get you all of that money. How much did that food lab cost? The food lab, to be honest, is not even that expensive. This is like three or $400. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? At the time it was, so I'm not sure if the prices have gone up on it or not. So, you, so with that $10,000, you got packaging done, bottling done, Marketing done. Uh, what kind of marketing did you get? Marketing, uh, just a lot of. Uh, I, I did some 
I want to say I, I spent some money on on commercials. I got a few different animated commercials. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah, that's that. animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so those things, I mean, those run you. Yeah, uh, facts, facts. Cash. So I, I've got some of that stuff done. A lot of time it was uh, re-upping on on bottles, like mm -hmm. that first that first thing of bottles, the moonshine bottles. Those things cost me. You know, I had to get about sixteen hundred bottles at one time. I that the, in order to get a decent price on them, I had to get them in bulk. How much did that cost you about? Probably about fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks mm. off top, and that, and that, and that ain't you know I'm I'm not making that right back. No facts, you know? facts, facts. None of this, none of this stuff you make right back. People have to understand that yeah. you got ugh, none of that stuff you make it right back. So now we are, you know, now that you're in H E B and you, in how many stores? It's uh, two two hundred forty seven. So you're in two hundred forty seven stores. What is next? I know we're getting ready to shoot your commercial. Okay. Uh, we getting. I know we're getting ready to shoot that, which is. Gonna, yeah. I'm excited for that, man. So we've been planning this for like a, a good two months. Feel yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Man. <laughs> so I'm again. I'm I'm excited to uh, shoot that. Uh, but what else is for what? What else do you see happening? Because I remember, I know you're trying to grow this as slow as possible, or it was just slow, right? You're just trying to grow it right, correct? Definitely. Just, just, I want to just be efficient with it, man. I, I yeah. don't want to outpace myself. I understand it's only me. You know, it's one yeah. person running this, running the ship. This so is I, crazy. I, this is only, this dude... <laughs> It's doing the 240 stores is only one person. It's only one person. I can't be in all 247 of them. I wish I could. I wish this I had. Do, this don't make any sense. 247 stores and you are, it's only one person running janks. It's only one person. Man. Just imagine when you do grow where you going to be at. That's what I I know for sure, you know. You know, that's the reason why I I'm I'm going to tell you right now. When you do get there, I'm gonna need some money. I'm gonna need to borrow hey, some money. Hey, man, it's all good. You already know. <laughs> I'm gonna need to borrow some money. Come, come with a little bit of interest on it. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna need to borrow some money because I know you get there. A little interest. I know you're headed. I know where you're headed. What, but what, what's I mean the the new thing? So so the new what's what's next? What's new? Um, you know, I'm always thinking about what's the next you know thing. Diabetic keto friendly sauce that's going to be yeah, on the shelves in January. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm really excited. It's called The Goodness. You know, that'll be on the shelves in January. So I think that's going to open up a whole nother market that's going to, you know, definitely increase sales and things like that. For sure, for but sure. But it's something tapping in, meeting that Inclusive, need. man. You've been inclusive and that, that's, that's, that's important, bro. Well, like, well, my mom is diabetic. Grandmother's diabetic. You know, and they gotta enjoy it with their baby made. Exactly. Yeah, I feel that. I exactly. feel that. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. That that's gonna pop for I real. Think so yeah, that's definitely because, like, you know, I it, I know it's gonna taste still. It's still gonna taste good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I know it's still gonna taste good. So it's like because I've 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 ate sugar. I've tasted sugar free uh, barbecue sauce, and that yeah. stuff was just trash. Yeah, yeah. it was just trash. It just yeah. it was just liquidy, and it just tasted like they just put straight vinegar in it. Exactly. Nothing really else. It didn't have no savory. Yeah. Taste. Yeah. It, it didn't have. You know, your yes. One thing about your sauce, it has layers to yeah. it. Definitely. It has Definitely. layers to it. So you might, like when I was eating a habanero earlier, you know, it got spicy, but it got sweet too. Yeah, yeah. And on that vegan chicken, oh my oh, gosh. Man, hey, shout out to Lindiana's. Oh, man. bro. Shout out to Lindiana's. Man, man. Shout out to Lindiana's. <laughs> vegan soul food, dude. Y'all got to eat there. It's right behind Texas Southern University. Uh, when I tell you, and you put me on this. This yeah. is funny. I'm not I'm not from Houston, but I stay out here. Yeah. This dude, he all the way in West Texas, put me on this. Yeah. And when I tell you I'll be going out there Sunday. I'm telling you. 
I'll be because I got another meeting. Now. I I got another meeting over that way, so yeah. I'll be going out there Sunday for sure, man. Yeah, man. And when you when you go by, man, tell them the Jenks sent you. Go go. Let you need to. Tell you them, need to. The they need to care. They need to. Well, we they, working on that. This was the first meeting. Yeah, man, this is the first time I actually been Bro, there, be, man. But we've been talking because that back sauce and forth. on that on that chicken sandwich was Banging. bomb. Banging. They can literally, you know what? They, what you should do is you should, uh, you should uh, get some type of paper or something where they can wrap it with jank in it and uh-huh. say this is a jank, this is a jank flavored. Like so, yeah. only time that they sell it, they they wrap the paper, the Jank Nation okay. paper in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? When y'all it's do do the collab, if y'all do do the collab, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think y'all that'd hit be that, dope. Yeah, for real. Y'all should do the collab because if y'all do that, we can, you know, put some posters and stuff. We can do all kinds of stuff. You know, know, we can definitely do that. But it'd be dope, man. Yeah. So it, you know, we got seven minutes left. All right. One of the things, another thing that I wanted to know is, so for that person that doesn't know necessarily, so you said you 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 you, packaging is important. Very important. And you broke down what you did with $10,000. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you think in order for that person to get an HEB or, or any grocery store, how can, how prepared, what other, what are the other things that they might need to do to make sure that the, when they do, oh, you know what? I want to know the person that made that decision. Who was that person? To actually put it into HEB? Yeah. Well, every every category, and you go into a grocery store and you look on the shelf, whether you're in the bread aisle, whether you're in the barbecue sauce yeah. aisle, there's a buyer for each one of those product products. So there may be a, like a spice category. There's a, a sauce and condiment category. There's one person in charge of that. There's one person. In and what, what what are these persons? How can uh, is is it easy to contact one it's of these people? It's not easy to get in touch with them at all. As a matter of fact, before I got into the contest, I could not get in touch with any one of them. So they need to. So people, if you're trying to get an HEB, they need to go through that contest. You need to not necessarily. There's I know a guy. You know that that's actually gotten into HEB. Uh, just really, really. The I would say the key to it, really, if you're really trying to go retail and and HEB or whatever retail store, it's going to be your word of mouth and building your following and having enough people that, that know what your product is. Can you, you know, I know, can you just, can you, can you like really go in there and just do samples for your stuff and yeah, test think, it with them? Well, that with it's, it's fine. It's getting a meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to try to get a meeting with somebody and they have, it's, it's people, a lot of times it's through distributors or whatever uh, that, that set up those meetings or are able to actually get in and talk to those people. So it's not as easy to get in like that. But if you have a, a following and people know who you are and there's a buzz and people may have. So you need to own the market locally first. Definitely do. So you got to own that market. Lo- it's, so it's just like the rap game. Definitely. Think about it this way. Say you, you say your say your sauce, you know, you got this new ketchup. Bang it. It's better than regular ketchup. Right. Yeah. It's going to knock ketchup off the off the market. Best thing on earth. And nobody knows about it. It's the it's better, no question about it. It's better than everything else on the shelf. And they put it on that grocery store shelf, and nobody knows about it. What happens to it? Ain't nobody gonna, they don't care. Nope. Like that's just how I definitely that, that's pretty much like almost every industry now. So 
Yeah, no, nah, it definitely makes sense. All, 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 man, that definitely makes sense. That's why I was actually kind of scared to get on. I'm going to be honest. I was scared about getting onto a shelf without any real promotion mm-hmm. because I didn't have a budget behind me to be able to promote it and do the stuff mm-hmm. that I, yeah. I know you need to do in order to just get out there. Yeah, to, cap- yeah, to capitalize off the exposure that they're about to give you, you don't, you definitely want to have an engine already behind exactly you. Exactly, something. So that's that That was the, the other misconception too. You know, you get in, people feel like, oh, I get on the shelves in H-E-B and then I don't have to do any more work and that's actually right, when no, the work yeah. starts. That's when it starts. Makes sense. So, man... I really appreciate you coming down here. No doubt. Man. Uh, I, I, obviously, I'll see you next weekend when we start yeah. shooting. Uh, give, people, give the people your, your information and how to contact you. Oh, man. Hit me up at BBQ Jank, man. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same handle, at BBQ Jank. I try to keep it consistent across the board. Thanks. So Thanks. very easy. And if you Google the Jank, just Google the Jank. You know, nine times out of ten, I want to say. You're going to see that barbecue sauce. You're going to see the, the red top. and black J. And there you go. There you yeah. go. Well, man, I really appreciate you for doing the Cheat Notes podcast. No doubt. Uh, this podcast is built for creators of color to give them the insight. We go deep uh, into things that people don't normally go into. We show them t- different career paths and different uh, information to practical information. Got to so, drop one more word. What's the, up? The resilience, dude. The bounce back. Yeah. Because it ain't going to always go as planned. I, I mean, and, and I hope they know that. If That's something we can't teach them. You That's can't a, teach them. <laughs> That's but we, we can tell them. We can tell them, but like some people just don't understand it. The there, bounce back. There will be a fall. There, that's inevitable. Period. It's just how you react to it. You how know? you bounce back. How you react to it. Man, well, I appreciate you, brother, for uh, coming to the... Uh, c- well, appreciate you for being on the podcast no and taking doubt. the time out to, uh, you know, share some gems. And I, I appreciate you for doing what you're doing for the community. Yes, sir. You know, you 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 all the way in West Texas and you came out here to Houston uh, to drop West gems. West Laco, Texas. It sounds like West Texas. Uh-huh. West Laco, Texas, the Rio Grande Valley. Oh, okay. You South Texas. You all the way in South Texas, yeah. my bad. South Texas. And you came all the way out here to drop gems to the community and to the people, man. So yeah, appreciate man. you, man. It's the Cheat Notes Podcast, man. I'll see y'all next time. <laughs>